0: Hello there, everyone. Uh, we have another episode of Modern Day Unicorns, and today we have Avery Williams, who is an anomaly inside of himself. And so we're going to spend some time getting to know him and what he's been up to uh, out here in Abu Dhabi. Welcome, Avery. Thank you. Awesome. So can you please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you do, like where you're, uh, where you're currently living now?
1: So originally, I'm from New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Right. And what I do is um, I'm an, an IT engineer uh, for the U.S. government, uh, and I help to support the U.S. Air Force, who in turn supports the um, UAE uh, Army and military out nice. here. Nice. Right.
0: And how long have you been doing that?
1: So um, I've been doing it since 2006. I don't know how many years that is, but in this country, uh, I've been doing it for five years.
0: Okay. And so I think a lot of times when people are abroad, especially Americans nowadays, it's always a surprise when you speak to people. And I know one of the things is like, well, how did you learn about that opportunity? Or how did you get there? So five years ago, how did the opportunity present itself for you to come to Abu Dhabi?
1: And so I'd have to go back maybe further than five years. Um, When I was in the States and I was looking for any opportunity that could make me some actual real money uh, so I can get out of my situation. Um, I found out about contracting through a good friend of mine uh, whose aunt at the time was doing it. And um, we were at war uh, since 9-11 happened. It was it was right after 9-11. And the government created these jobs overseas uh, to assist the military, so it would be civilians that had specialized positions that assisted the military. So while the military was out at war fighting the war, the um, civilians would be where they were um, doing non-combat type of jobs to support the military while they were doing combat jobs. I found out about it, uh, extremely dangerous type of jobs uh, because of the environment and situation. You know, you could be bombed or killed at any minute, but very lucrative. And so I was in a situation where, you know, I needed the money most definitely. So I was going to take the risk. I was young. And that's exactly what I ended up doing.
0: So while we're on the uh, the topic of contracting, Mm -hmm. so can you explain a little bit more about contracting and the difference between being a contractor? Because my assumption is that you are not in the military. Mm. So can you break that down a little bit? Because I think a lot of people believe that they have to be in the military in order to get these contract jobs or or things like that.
1: So you don't have to be in the military. You just have to know about it and have to have the skill set or the need to know to get a position like this. So uh, to be a contractor, to support the military, uh, for me, it was a matter of knowing about it and then being trained on exactly what I needed to do to be able to support the military. Now, when I first started, I was doing something called billeting. Right, And so whenever the military moves from one place to another, um, they have housing, obviously, where they need to live. Uh, and my first position was to help support them in making sure that every military that flies in from the states to the, whatever country we were in has the correct support when it comes to housing. And so I had some people working underneath me, uh, third country people, and I would... Uh, billet or put these military in certain houses so that they could live. And every day they wake up and go do their jobs and come back to live in the houses that I put them in different places.
0: Now, in order to be involved in this situation in general, was this something you went to school for? Or can you tell us about your education in general?
1: Uh, so my education is, you know, I have an associate's degree, but it's not in anything that, that I originally did. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just in business. But Really, for me, it was just um, knowing more about the contracting life. And I found out uh, because I was lucky enough to find out that it actually existed. Uh, And once I did, I did my research and found out exactly what it entailed and what I needed to do to get in because it was very lucrative and I needed the money at the time. So that's exactly what I did.
0: What I find is that, especially with the conversations that I've been having, a lot of people, it has been being exposed to the information Mm. or even the idea or the concept that allows them to take these, what I would deem, leaps of faith. So even for myself, Mm -hmm. and when I took the initiative to look into teaching abroad Mm -hmm. for PE, it was because a Spanish teacher that I had in high school Mm. lived over here. And when I visited, she presented the idea, the concept to me. And so I love the fact that it was presented to you in a way, and you did your due diligence to see how you could be a part of it. Right. So that's, a, that's an amazing experience. It's one of the reasons why this podcast even exists because a lot of people don't know that. They would assume that you need all these connections and mm-hmm. all this education in order to do certain things. Right. So, so my next question, um, you said you've been here in Abu Dhabi for five years, but as we were talking, you have probably been in other places and countries. Can you share a few other like stations that you've had?
1: Absolutely. And so in 2006, I started in Iraq and I was there for two years. Of course, very dangerous place. Um, And then I acquired a position in Afghanistan and I was there for five years. So two in Iraq, five in Afghanistan. And then after that, two in Kuwait. Um, which was a step up, quality of life-wise, but still kind of dangerous. And then, of course, after that, five years here. So,
0: sorry, i sorry, Mike. Should I add it up? <laughs> I was like, you got two fives, so that's a, that's a ten. And that's at least got a, a decade, two, that's a, right? So, okay, let's bring it. Let's bring it back home. You come up with this concept. You do your due diligence on the research, and. Let's say you present it to your family. What right. type of opposition were you receiving from them when it's say, I'm going to go to Iraq?
1: So all of this is in my book um, that's called Redemption, right? Uh, which is a story about everything that we're talking about right now. And, um, you know, all of us have a mother and a father. And in my story, of course, my mother was supportive, but of course she was very scared that I would go to a place like this because I was her firstborn, um, the oldest of five. Uh, my father was a little bit different. Um, he wanted me to go make away from for myself, right? Uh, and was pushing me to do that in any way he could because that's what he was pushed to do. Um, and so when I found a position like this, he didn't dissuade me from going out there Of course, he was worried for me because it's, you know, the war was new. This is like right after 9-11, a couple years after. So it was still fresh, right? The Taliban was still killing people. If I'm going right into the belly of the beast, then there's a chance I might be killed too. But he understood because him himself um, was put in a position where he had to survive. And so my parents were supportive, but they were scared, uh, long story short.
0: Okay, okay. So what were you doing? before this idea was put into your life?
1: Every job that you could think of to try to find my way. I could say I worked at McDonald's, I was a insurance agent, I worked in an amusement park, I was a pharmacy technician, whatever you could think trying to find my way. And I, I do equate a lot of that to my parents who went through the same kind of journey when they were young, found what their path was supposed to be. So I, I felt kind of pressured by them to to find my own path, and I was just running around trying to do a bunch of different things. This came up, yeah, it was a get rich or die trying type of situation. Um, but because I was going through so much pressure and I was just looking to to win, I said, you know what, forget it. I'm gonna go overseas, which I'd never been before, and I'm gonna try everything I can to make it. So I, I, I do. Back then, I probably, you know, was I wouldn't say upset with them, but felt pressured by them. But at this point, I feel very appreciative of of the push to do something outside of what I thought I could actually do. And then once I was in it, learned that I could do anything. And so when I came out here, I realized that it wasn't as bad or as scary as I thought it was. And I went for it. And now I'm sitting here today with you doing a podcast about my book.
0: (laughs) So... Let's transition. You've been overseas for over a decade, continue to do contracting work for the military or various Mm -hmm. militaries. Mm -hmm. Now that you are established in it, what does the future look like for you? Um, Will it continue to be in this particular area or are there other things that you want to branch off and explore?
1: So I've already branched off into a lot of different things because as I said, being over here and finding your way uh, can be very lucrative once you survive the bombs over Baghdad type of situation. And so I have a set plan of the things that I want. You know, I'm, I'm invested in, of course, real estate, I'm very much so invested in the stock market and all these things are, are doing really well. And so I have a timeline for when I choose um, to be out here. Uh, and then after that, I plan probably to go either to Europe or back to the States. Um, but once I, I got past the initial hump the difficult times out here it put me in a position to where i can do a lot of the things that i've always wanted to do travel you know the money that i wanted to make and everything like that so yeah i feel like i'm in a good position to do the rest of it my plan
0: now you've mentioned lucrative which sounds amazing in many people's book after you received the funds that you needed What type of information were you in search for to say, okay, I have made this amount of money. I Mm -hmm. have cleared up everything that Mm -hmm. I've done. I've maybe even purchased some things that I want. Right. And it's like, what now? Excuse this quick interruption, but I have to stop here and make sure I give a shout out to Anchor. It's been the easiest way for me to make a podcast, and it has been free. That's right. I said free. It's a free creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, or your computer minimum setup required anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you can be heard on Spotify Apple podcasts and many more you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast and more make sure you go and download that anchor app or go to anchor FM to get started today How did you gather that information and say I need to spread my money I need to do real estate investing and things of that nature so
1: I say originally it was failing I think all of us have a story, which is why I wrote my own um, in which we think we know it all and then we go through something and then we fail at it. Um, In order for me to actually realize what I needed to do, I had to fail um, in a significant way Mm -hmm. to wake up and then to actually do my research to find out how to win. It's one thing to give some 20-year-old $100,000 a year or more. Uh, but it's another thing for that person to lose it all and then to realize that, damn, you know, it's, it's not as easy as somebody handing me the money. You know, th- there's more that comes to it than just a lucrative offer. And so when I lost it all, which obviously is in my book, or, well, it's in my second book, actually, <laughs> okay. which hasn't been written yet, but or hasn't been published yet, but it's being written, uh, to lose it all, to realize the mistakes of losing it all. And then to get to a place in which you say, okay, I never want to lose like that again. I've been given an opportunity that not many people have been given. Let me win for now. How do I do that? To do research and to find a way and to move forward with it. That's a place that I had to get to.
0: Okay, so you've gathered all this experience. What prompted you to begin sharing your story in book form. How did that concept come to be?
1: It really all started with my little brothers. And so I'm the oldest of five. I have two little brothers and two little sisters. Um, I went through a lot, and I think that there was pros and cons about not having anybody that I could really look up to, besides my father, who was very much older than me. I mean, like an older brother or cousin or something, I didn't really have that much. so I went through a lot of trials and tri- tribulations myself. Uh, and then as my brother started to get older, I, I saw from bird's eye view that they were going through some of the things that I was going through. And it's one thing to call someone up and say, hey, look, you can do it. It's another thing to tell them who looks up to you, your story and how you actually went through it. And they may say, dang, like I thought my brother always had it, but he didn't. He's going through what I'm going through now. Let me look into his story and see what he did and maybe I can mirror some of that. Maybe when this thing happens to me, I won't let it hurt me so much because you know, my brother already went through it. And so I'll treat it this way instead of this other way I was going to treat it. And so when I was going through a lot of my tribulations, I thought to myself, because I always loved to write and express myself, that encapsulating the, the moments into something that I could provide for a young person like my brother could be beneficial. Uh, And so I said, let me take it a step further and put it out to the world. That's how I felt.
0: I think that's awesome. I feel like there are definitely books within all of us. Mm -hmm. What strategies did you utilize to extract some of those memories or those key moments to be able to put it as a body of work to say, this is the information I have for you.
1: Those that know me know that I like to tell stories. Uh, I feel that that's one of my gifts from the Lord above. You know, I just, I've always felt so good about telling whatever story it was that happened to me, whether it's something that we did last week or something that happened 15 years ago, because there's something special in uh, uh, every story, in my opinion, that you can take. Um, And I would say that my writing style or the way that I actually wrote the book was remembering the significant things that happened in the story. So I woke up one day and said, you know what, if I'm going to put this out, I want to put some of the most important things that happened out inside of an actual book. And the way in which I did it for writing wise would be um, each chapter, before I wrote each chapter, I wrote a couple of sentences. That would be important to have in each chapter. For example, um, how I actually learned about the opportunity to go overseas or what contracting was all about. I might have said a sentence like, How I learned about contracting. And then I expounded on that sentence, and that sentence turned into like, you know, 10 pages. Right? because it started out with me being broke, and then asking my friends, and then one of my friends knows this, and then my friends know that, et cetera, et cetera, and that turned into so much, so many things. And so each chapter is really just a couple of sentences that I expounded upon to become a, a huge story, if, if that makes sense.
0: Well, it's great. It's great. It's a great way to start off the base because I feel like when people try to tackle a big project, that they just try to chew the whole thing right. like in one. in one go Mm -hmm. and they don't you know, chop it up into small pieces and be able to expound to really uh, get to the the details of that so you've been telling us about your book so tell us more about you know your release date where people can get it i'm going to get some more things out of you but i want to make sure (laughs) that you have the opportunity to let people know why we'll continue to let people know why this life work is so important to you and how they can support the project
1: okay and so it's may now um my book was out I believe march the twenty eighth uh, and so it's been out for about a month and some change uh, It's available on Amazon uh, on paperback and and soon i'll make it available on Kim Kindle. I put it on paperback because I, I wanted people to order it and really get that old school feel of having it. you know it's one thing to just have a Kindle and be transferring it back and forth to different phones these days, but um, i've always been such a a big fan. Of actually reading a physical copy of something, it all started when I was young. I remember reading a book called The Hatchet when I was young, and it was like something I had to read for school. And when I read the first chapter, I was hooked. You know, I would go home and lock the door and and I'd just get submerged in the story about how this kid got lost in the woods with a hatchet and he had to make it somehow. it was so good just turning the pages and reading every chapter and going to sleep and being like, can't wait to get up and get to the next chapter, whatever it is. I want to give people that old school feel because I do feel, though uh, nowadays everything is so available to you, sometimes I think we have to remember where we came from and go back. There's something special inside of the, those paperback turning pages, physical books. And so I decided to make my paperback, make my book paperback for at least a couple of months before I release it on Kindle. Um, that's the first thing. And so it's available on Kindle. It's called Redemption, um, Book One, um, Never Give Up. That's that's the name of the actual book itself. And so I invite everyone who has a story to read it, um, because I'm sure that you can relate to some part of my story. And that's how I feel about it.
0: Sounds like we've got a couple volumes coming out. Yeah.
1: So it's going to be, I'd like it to be three books. It may be four. We'll see what happens. Um, because my story is It started in 2006 and now it's 2022. Um, There's a lot that happened in that time for me to go to a young kid who didn't know much of what he was doing to someone who, you know, has some wisdom about some things. And so um, that story needs to continue until, until it's finished.
0: Awesome, awesome. Now, what I'm gonna ask you now is, what are three tips that you would give to somebody um, looking for some guidance or looking to be maybe in a similar position as you, uh, what would you share with those individuals?
1: I'll say the first thing is to sit down and decide what you really want, right? That's step number one. What you really want realistically. Uh, that's an important uh, part of it. Uh, the second is um, what direction do you want to go or do you need to go to reach exactly what you're trying to achieve? Right? And I guess the third thing would be um, to, again, be realistic about the things that may happen and um, if you're up for it. And if you are, go for it. those are the three things. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Now, please tell us all of the places and spaces that People can go to follow you. You told us that we can get your book on Amazon, but in what other areas can people, you know, check up on you, see when so the next book is You can is always out.
1: check up on me on Facebook. Um, I have a big following on there, Avery, uh, dot Williams on Facebook. Um, and also Instagram, uh, underscore, that uh, dot a- dot Mr. Avery dot J. on Instagram.
0: Great, great thing. Any, any last words, any last thoughts?
1: No, I, I think that's it. I, I, like I said, I'd invite everyone to come. Uh, i invite all of you uh, to come and to experience uh, the story that I went through and see if uh, you can relate to it, In which I believe that you can. I think it's an enjoyable story, at least book one, and there'll be more books to come. And so uh, please go out and check my book out. It's definitely something that you'd like.
0: Thank you for your time. All
1: right.